0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. All right, welcome back to the Run Dot Down post game show over here on the Strickland YouTube channel as well as the Strickland Podcast Network. Um, Knicks lose to the Bucks um, with a score of where is it? I just had it to one nineteen to one hundred eight um i feel like these bucks knicks games lately they all follow like the same script in terms of you know go down bench brings us back Thibs slowly brings back in the starters that were ineffective and we lose um and you know i as soon as i saw this like playing i already knew like we weren't going to win this game like no matter like how convincing the comeback felt I just knew that we weren't going to (laughs) we weren't going to win this one um but yeah Knicks lose um I think it pretty much the the Bucks kind of set the tone with um how they were defending um Brunson making sure that he was ineffective tonight um him Randall um, and RJ up until that third quarter was pretty much I mean RJ picked it up in that third quarter, but other than that, outside of that, him and Randall and Brunson were like really bad tonight like and we're hoping you know this isn't something that teams pick up on and are able to um, exploit further in the future. And I know we talked about in the, the last live stream about how th- things that went wrong against Charlotte, could look way worse against a better team. And tonight was like the perfect example of that in terms of guys like Drew Holiday and Grayson Allen being able to get their games off in terms of um, taking advantage of the Knicks in certain spots. Um, And we'll talk about that further. Um, So I guess like, where do we want to start with tonight's game? Because there's a lot to discuss, I feel.
1: Honestly, the point you talk about, every in of the game stuff. Like, I don't think anybody really had a good game aside from like Grayson Allen. You see, like Drew Holiday shot six of nineteen, but his box defense. Four shots... Right, like it's like the defense was good. The offense couldn't do anything, which was the problem. Like Giannis had thirty, but it was like a pretty mundane thirty for Giannis, which is like a weird thing to say. But like he nearly had a triple double. But I-, I didn't feel like Giannis killed us to the point where like this game was unwinnable. I just kind of felt like this team's offense stuttered because the Bucs' defense is really good, and they match up really well against this team. So, like, it felt like this is something that slipped away from the Knicks more than the Knicks, like, being outclassed, aside from that third-quarter stretch, I want to say.
2: Yeah, that that third-quarter stretch. I mean, that was an 18-0 run in under three minutes. That was ridiculous I can't believe that Tibbs called a timeout and came out of the timeout with Fournier still on the floor that was like and then he just pulled him a minute later like he was like oh yeah like that that's <laughs> I don't I didn't understand that um I agree with Tyrese I thought I actually thought we defended really well aside from that uh stretch. stretch. I thought we played Giannis fine I mean he was 11 for 22 like how much better are you gonna get do against Giannis than shooting 50% from the floor um he didn't have, you know, like 15 assists or something crazy. Um, I don't think. Oh, yeah. All right. He had nine. But, I mean. Um, yeah, I mean, the Bucks defense was basically we're going to have Javon Carter and uh, Drew Holiday just work as hard as they can around these Mitchell Robinson screens. We're going to have Brooke Lopez play drop, and we're going to say – don't let Jalen Brunson or R.J. Barrett shoot a pull-up three, and eventually the ball will get to Evan Fournier, and we'll see what he can do on Grayson Allen. That was their defense, and this was the most. This was this game was the most initiating Evan Fournier has done in his Nick career. I would I would feel very very confident saying that he did more initiating tonight than he's done, yeah, in his entire Nick career. And we saw how it went. Like he's not a primary initiator against opposing starting lineups. Um, That's okay. It's really hard to be that. That's, you know, like, but then he compounds it with really, really bad defense. Now he wasn't the only one. RJ was, I mean, we're going to have to talk about him eventually. He can't just keep doing this. You know, like Sam, I saw you had a tweet that was just like, I don't know what to say. Like, I know he picked it up in the third quarter, you know, but even in that third quarter, he was, I don't know if it was because he was spent, but he wasn't even trying to get over screens. They got a couple. They they missed a couple of bunnies late in the third and early in the fourth that were the direct result of RJ just sort of mailing in defensive possessions. And yeah, I'm rambling here and kind of all over the place, but the main thrust of the point is I uh, I do think the Knicks as a team defended Giannis pretty well, and I I think our offense was the reason we lost this game. Our starters' offense, that is.
0: Yeah, because once the bench came in, we saw like, that's when the comeback happened, because, you know, IQ and OB, I mean, IQ and Obi. I mean, what more can we say about their play since going back to the end of last season? I mean, there's nothing much, there's nothing much more praise, there's not much more praise we can give them than they've already, like, shown to deserve at this point, like, it is what it is, we know what we're getting with them um it's good to get this consistency from them um it's just a matter of the coach being able to realize this and you know step out of his comfort zone give them more run he gave them more run today because he had no choice but like sometimes it's gonna sometimes like I don't want it to come to this point all the time where it's like it's no choice it should be something that can be that can happen within the flow of any type of game that's going on um but yeah I mean um, I guess we can start to get to some comments early today because we got some, we got a, quite a few um, that are rolling in that can probably lead to more discussion. Um, this one is for you, Tyrese. Can Tyrese <laughs> please address Randall at some point in the stream?
2: He fucking sucks in that there. Yeah. You, I'll you say this to- uh, if you don't let me jump in, Tyrese, because I, I, yeah, yeah. you know you, you're you're more. In my opinion, you so far have been more vindicated than people who have been hating on Randall, so I don't think you should have to defend him. I think that we – like a game like tonight, his process wasn't great. He took more of those shots that we hate. He had that one possession that he dribbled the ball across the court, just stood there and dribbled, and then tried to take Giannis and got his shit swatted. That was terrible. But – I thought Randall worked really hard on the offensive glass and I actually don't think he was close to near our worst defender tonight. In fact, I would say aside from quickly and Mitch, he was probably our third best defender on the team tonight. I thought when he got put on Giannis, he mostly did a good job. And we say this all the time. His energy doesn't always lead to the right things, but you want to see that energy you want to see it as much as possible. And in my opinion, we saw it more than we didn't see it tonight. Wasn't a great Randall game. Obviously that you look at the stat line, but if I, I he's one of my lesser concerns coming away from this game. And so, yeah, sorry to cut you off Tyrese, but I, uh, I don't think yeah, Randall should be the focal point from this game. In, in that
1: I, I agree. Like I, he didn't have it stat line wise, but I do feel like he played the way he needed to play. Uh you saw the, um, I think he's in the backstage area, but um,
0: they showing. No,
3: I no, want, I want, I want Tyrese to continue. <laughs> ah, fucking hell! All right, yeah, but like, I don't think
1: he had in that Um, stat line wise, I did like the energy that he played with, and that's, I would say, that's the good thing at least that he's at least been playing with energy. Shh, oh, here me, fuck. <laughs> Alright, but yeah, like he played with energy but he didn't have it tonight Um, I like the fact he didn't hijack the offense, like he only took 10 shots tonight and I think three of those came in like garbage time basically, so like he knew he didn't have it tonight he gave more energy, or at least tried to yeah, I just I, I don't know man, nobody aside from like the bench, the starters just didn't play well tonight Um, I need Jalen Bronson to fucking grow up here and stop doing all this off bullshit, and just, like, literally be the fucking point guard. Um, I kind of pissed me off tonight, where I'm just like, why the hell are you not just, like, why are you just so...
0: He let scared? Julius Randle get too many initiation reps, I think, tonight.
1: And that's the whole point. It's like, we brought you in here to not let that happen as much, and I kind of felt like he was trying to play off somebody in order to get himself going, and it's like that's you're supposed to be the guy who gets yourself going you know yeah i like the fact he had he had nine free throws which means that he was able to penetrate and get where he needed to get but at the same time like 10 shots is not acceptable like you need to at least take i want to say 15 like you should not be taking less shots than a manual quickly
0: fair schwinn do you have anything to add to the julius randall what game
3: were you guys watching (laughs) Honestly, what game were you guys watching? You thought Julius played with good energy? Like, I'm honestly, like, dumbfounded by that comment. Like, I, I thought he was awful he was dumb in general, dude. He was terrible. I mean, you're the one that spent, like, 20 minutes talking about how Julius gave energy. I don't know what the hell you are watching. Um, I thought he was terrible tonight. Uh, I thought, I agree with you. Brunson deferred to him too much. I don't know why Fournier dribbled the ball as much as he did. That was terrible. He shouldn't have even played in the second half. He definitely shouldn't have played the first nine minutes of the second half um that was awful i mean i thought this was a complete reversion game for both julius and tips um randall the first quarter of the game was i don't know what was going through his head he was awful like every single shot he took okay you take your first open three that's fine i'm fine with that okay you take your second one fine you don't keep chucking them up there that was insane it was awful to watch he was terrible um, And I'm going to push back on this whole like, oh, RJ was terrible thing. Yeah, RJ wasn't good today. He missed a bunch of shots in the first half. He's got to make more shots. We all know that. This wasn't the same type of bat. Kill- I killed RJ on the pod on uh, this last pod after the last game. I'm not like excusing all of this. This was not the same thing. He didn't get the ball much in the first half. Go watch the halfback. He barely touched the ball. And anytime he touched the ball, it was just like a catch and shoot opportunity. He barely touched the ball. He was not involved offensively. Brunson, Fournier, and Randall pretty much were on ball the entire time uh, when he was on the floor, anyway. Uh, And okay, so he he was terrible in the first half. I agree with that. Second half, magically, all of a sudden, Randall goes off the floor. Brunson's off the floor. Fournier is off the floor. All of a sudden, we are running sets to get RJ going downhill. Magically, he starts making shots. It's amazing. Um, There's more space, there's more movement. Things are happening. Not just him; the entire team plays better. The defense is better. There's more energy. Like Randall did not bring the energy. He just he didn't. Like he did not have a good game.
0: We yeah, don't, I, was the, gonna, the I was gonna. The bar for this guy right
3: now. The bar for like forget forget evaluating Randall because anything I say about Randall is just be like, oh, you hate him, you hate him, you hate him. Something in what mean. in what planet in what planet do you watch this game tonight as the head coach of the Knicks and you're like, hey, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna play Julius 31 minutes. And by the way, I'm going to bring him back with six minutes left in the fucking game. What are you yeah, watching? Made sense. Yeah. What do you watching? That one made this, sense. this is just proof. It does not matter what Obi Toppin does. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
0: Never. All it, what is he does. never.
3: It, it doesn't matter. He can. He went three or five from three. He's shooting 53% from three for this season. So, the, oh, he's got to make threes. Okay, he's making threes. Now what? What does he have to do? Fucking he's juggle... Gotta... B- now they're saying he has to rebound better.
0: Now they're saying he has to rebound better. That's what they're saying now. That's what the pundits are saying. He has to rebound the rebounding
2: better. the rebounding was not on Obi. I mean, Obi's not a great defensive rebounder, but Hardenstein got absolutely brutalized. That was one sure. of the worst. That was one of the worst performances I've ever seen. Like I the Bucks got 19 offensive rebounds, but that's not even including all the times it was just like fumbled under the rim and they got ball out of bounds underneath it, the basket. There's no, least, way,
3: there's no way Brooke Lopez only had four offensive rebounds. I swear to God, that guy felt like he had, like, Bobby, Bobby, 15 in a row.
1: Bobby, Bobby literally has fucking stick on, on his hands because there was no way he should have gotten all those fucking balls tonight, dude. He was just getting them, and it made no sense how he got them at the time. <laughs>
0: it's,
3: I, just, I i really, like— I I just genuinely I want you guys to watch this game back tomorrow. And Jeff, I know you will anyway because you do. Um, And and honestly, tell me, Julius played with the right energy from the start of this game. That is a crock of shit. He was garbage from the start of this game. He was garbage. Fournier was trash. RJ was he actually I thought defensively in the first half he was actually pretty okay. Second half defense bad. Second half offense good. So maybe one day we can put both those together and he can have a good offensive half and a good offensive half together that'd be wonderful uh i thought mitch mitch was good when he was on you cannot commit some of these stupid fouls man you can't like okay they're gonna get a layup with three minutes left in the first quarter you already have one foul give up the layup give up the layup. he picked up his fourth foul at the start of the second half you weren't gonna block that fucking shot you weren't gonna block it let it go it's fine you're gonna be down six fucking points it is okay. No one's gonna care. He's gotta be like you're way too important to the team because you know Year what? Five. Y- you know what? You know what? We saw. We saw exactly why. hardenstein somehow just willed himself into like not you know fumbling away the game in the first half. Uh I honestly I mean that as like a credit to him. Like he's good enough to to help you out against starters, like against especially a team like this, this team starters, uh, for like five, six minutes hold the fort, sure. When you have to put him back in with 10 minutes left in the third in the third quarter, he's going against Giannis, Brooke. Like, no, he's got no shot. You, you can't put him in that position. That's on Mitch. Mitch has to do better. Mitch has to understand his value to the team. He has to. You want to be defensive player of the year? You want to know how you be, become defensive player of the year? Stay on the fucking floor. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. And you do it, by okay, I can't block that shot, and if I try to block it, I'm going to pick up a foul. You have to have that understanding. I know he and I know he does. He didn't even question some of those foul calls cuz he knew they were fouls. So he yeah. clearly knew like he had no shot. He he has to be smarter. And then I like, I don't know what I really like I'm trying very hard. It's 5 games into the season. The Knicks are 3 and 2. These minutes I, I just I don't know what I, I can't f- understand the rotation at all tonight. Really, I I just don't. Um like why is Fournier starting? He clearly <laughs> doesn't think he's good. Enough to hurt. <laughs>
0: yo, he, yo, we're like, all with you, there, Shwedy. We're, we're all confused. confused. Why, we're all confused. Why is he starting? We're all confused.
3: Like, I mean, it's just—it's just, like, just acid. He, like, he doesn't. He doesn't even value him. He clearly it, doesn't. He, it's like
0: the Alfred punting thing all over again. It's the Alfred punting minutes thing all over no, again. It's,
2: and it's I've seen—I've seen—I've seen multiple people be like, "So what?" Tibbs is going to try to do is he's going to try to, like, break even with the starting lineup and then win with the bench units. You don't have to do that. You can win with the starters. Like, starting we lineup. have a really good starting lineup if you just put quickly in the starting lineup. Brunson quickly, RJ, Randall, and Mitch can play really well together, and they can all intermix with Cam, with Rose, with Obi, even with Obi. Like, oh, my God. I I know it's stupid to rant about it at this point because we're never going to see it,
0: and no, it's I, not I mean, stupid. You, you it's it's I'm, I'm good to gonna, vent.
2: I'm going to say to Schwin about the Randall stuff. I'm just going to s- assume that you're right and I was wrong, but I, I'll get back to you when I rewatch the game. So I'm not going to, you know, go into that or try and defend my point. I thought that Randall had good intentions, especially on the glass and defensively. Um, I agree with you. His first quarter shots were awful. I was getting really mad and trying hard to hold my tongue. <laughs> but anyways, to get to the main point where I was going like that, there's no reason if you were gonna bring Randall back in that game, he should have kept Hartenstein in that game. It should it should have been Brunson, IQ, RJ, OB, and Randall. And they're running four out plus Giannis. They're killing you on the offensive glass. is not helping you there. So say fuck it. Say okay, we're getting killed on the offensive glass anyway, or the defensive glass anyways. Play your five best players together and just see what happens. Just try it. Like what is the worst that can happen? We just lost by eleven. Like, is it going to be that much worse? Oh, no, we lose by 16 instead. (laughs) Or maybe you see that these guys have really good chemistry together. You know, you see Randall and Brunson are actually helped by OB spacing the floor instead of Hardenstein, who nobody gives a fuck about him standing beyond the arc. It's cool that he's willing to pull, but look, he's got to make some before people start respecting him. They're not respecting it right now.
3: Only only OB actually has to do that. Everybody else on the team is fine. (laughs) They don't make threes. Um, Look, I, I just what is like the entire point of okay we're playing faster great that's genuinely a meaningful change he's made wonderful aside from that okay he's playing quickly ahead of rose wonderful great aside from those two things what has he done that we're like changed man changed man
0: like, I, I don't know. I, I really don't. And those I think pears- it's the experimentation with, with the beard, slight, slight, not <laughs> the beard, but with slight tweaks in terms of like running certain players with di- different units and staggering in those ways. But it's like very it's like it's not that consistent it's, yet to like so, warrant so, all this praise. I so, know.
3: So I agree. He's done that for the first four games. Do you yes. know why you do that for the first four games? precisely for a fucking game like
0: this yes when exactly. you're getting your that shit is why in. that is why my main point when like everyone brought up all these changes with dibs is like okay let's see what happens when the pressure is really applied when we start playing these more dominant teams such as the bucks we have like the calves coming up who just beat the celtics in overtime with Karis liver and donovan mitchell dropping 41 apiece. we got these other teams like the timberwolves i mean um, who else we have, the Celtics, we have all these other teams coming up that are going to apply the pressure that the Bucks just did. Let's see if Thibs is able to still do that ex- experimentation, the staggering, if Julius is going to keep up the energy that he had in those three first three games or whatever it was. Like, Let's see if this all continues because when everyone was running those victory laps those first couple games, I was like, let's just hold up. Let's wait and see. We're playing teams in the Wemby sweepstakes. Let's wait till we actually play some teams that, you know, mean some shit.
3: Yeah, look, I think that's, I I agree with all that. Um, And I think that's also, like, relevant, not just to Tibbs, the entire team. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't, I really, tonight, I I genuinely mean this. To not give Sims a shot tonight makes no sense to me. Like That's been my point for
0: the last couple of games, honestly.
3: It genuinely, but especially tonight, because you were getting murdered on the glass. You're getting murdered on the glass. And it's, it was Shout not to Jordan. Bubb like, that to, it to, to me, it wasn't like Hartenstein was out of position. He just can't hold the box out at all. He's like so weak. And Sims, whatever you want to say about him, that man is not weak. He is the opposite of weak. Um, he is like the, he's like the incredible Hulk. You have to give him a shot. You have to give him Especially a shot. Especially with here. Mitch in foul trouble. Yeah, Yeah. Mitch is in foul trouble. There's no reason not to give him a chance there. Uh, I tweeted that out in the first half. I felt the same way. And I, again, I know Hardenstein had like had a nice little close to the half and helped us kind of stay in touch, but it did not feel sustainable to me. It's it's kind of like out over the first four games, the starters have kind of like been fine and the plus minus has looked okay. And I'm just like, are we like? If you're just watching this, like you can see how Fournier is murdering this unit. And like they kept talking about it today. And I sort of got if I had to watch the post game with Wally and Han these two guys might be the dumbest fucking people to watch basketball every single day of their lives. Um, like, like you're, Oh, Oh, the starters, you know, they got to like, really look at the energy. The bucks play defense with the starters got to do that. You want to know why the starters can't play with that energy? Cause you've, you're playing four and five on defense to begin with 48, cannot move. He can't move. One of the first possessions of the game, he gets switched on to drew. And he literally was like standing still while drew was three steps by him. I know that's a tough cover, but like, uh it's Drew, true. juice barely got
0: handled. barely got
3: handled. I'm saying I understand that's a tough cover for him. But like, <laughs> come on, man! Like that was like you just see it. He he is slower than he was last year. He is he's somehow less athletic, which is an amazing achievement. So credit to him for being less athletic. You uh, and and, and it's on Tibbs. Yeah. And Tibbs is Tibbs is failing him because Tibbs. What does that unit need? All right, that unit needs. And it, it definitely needs somebody that has a little bit more juice with the ball when they get a catch out, when they get a mm-hmm. swing. It needs somebody who can knock down shots, and it needs somebody who's actually good on defense and can help on the ground. There's a guy.
0: A fake injury. That, that
3: he, that. He, There's he, a guy but, in our rotation that can do that right now. Play Emmanuel quickly with that group. Yep. It's not rocket science. I don't care why he is. I don't care if he's as tall as Tyrese, who's probably like four <laughs> seven. Like it doesn't matter. Tyrese's just
0: caught a randoms
3: it doesn't matter it doesn't matter
2: you you tweeted uh when the knicks cut it to two and quickly got pulled you were like you were like i don't know if i would have pulled quickly there and then the first and then the first possession 48 just like is like here go to the basket sir and there is an and one just waiting for drew
3: i am i'm trying very hard to respect Tyrese's love for Julius Randle and I'm trying very hard <laughs> to respect certain people's oh, devotion oh, to Tom you're... Thibodeau. Uh, and, and if you look, if you look at my Twitter for the last since the season started, I have not said much about Tom Thibodeau. That's negative, and I have not said much about Julius Randle That's negative. And I'm going to try and do that for the next two months. I'm giving these guys two months.
0: Two months? Oh my god! Trying gosh. to give them two months.
3: But what I saw tonight was I exactly it was me. it was exactly I like what me. I all it takes is a couple
0: more games like tonight. It was exactly what
3: we saw last year. Tonight was, you could have put this game in November 2021, and it would have looked, the only thing that would have been different is that Jalen Brunson was on the team. That's it. Everything else would have been the same. Uh, It was was so bad from, like, just when some, okay, fine. You start the second half with the same group. It took about, like, three minutes, not even, like, two minutes into that second half to be like, all right, this is not, this is not working. Like, we we need to change something. He waits until we're down 21 to do anything other than take to put in Hartenstein for Mitch, which is only related to foul trouble. That's the only sub he made until we were down 21 with six minutes left. And right before that, he called a timeout when we were down 15 and he didn't make a timeout, a, a substitution then. That is such awful coaching. I'm sorry. Like, it doesn't matter what you think of Tom Thibodeau. It doesn't matter if you think the players are, they need to take more responsibility for what happened tonight. That's fine. We can You can feel that way, but you cannot deny that that is terrible coaching. That is that is the definition of terrible coaching. Um, so he coached a terrible game tonight, and Randall played a terrible game tonight. And anybody disputing those facts needs to get a lobotomy or donate their <laughs> brain. To, doesn't matter to me, either one. Uh, like, they were both atrocious, and it, it's like it makes it really hard for me, especially the tips piece, to evaluate the rest of the game. Like, well, I, okay, fine, yeah, RJ had a terrible game for the most part. But then, like, he plays with the bench guys, and all of a sudden he's, like, looking good, and he's getting to the rim a bunch, and he's finishing. Like, there is something to be said about why are you not staggering this more? If you want to do the token starter thing, that's fine. Stagger the fucking lineups more. Nobody—we don't need to see the starters play nine minutes together at the start of each half. We know what that looks like. We know what they are. We, th- these are all known-quantity players aside from, like, RJ, really, kind of. And even then, for the most part, we know what he is, right? We, we know what we sure as hell know what Fournier is. And by the way, I, I wanted to say this, Tibbs is, he's doing a disservice to him. He should be playing him off the bench. He would look a lot better playing off the bench.
0: Yeah. I mean, you'd
3: have a lot more offensive value playing off the
0: bench. We've been and, preaching that since like preseason at this point. I mean, I,
3: I, I said that last year. I think, I think Tyree said it last year. I'm pretty sure Jeff said it last year. Pretty sure we've all said it since last year. Like, yeah, maybe try Evan Fournier off the bench. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Um. Like it's not, it's just not that hard. I, I don't know. I, I game like this is really frustrating to watch, and and the ob thing is like, I, I just don't know what. It's it's very hard for me to take at face value that like everybody is earning. You know, you're getting what you earn on a night like this because on a night like this, there's no shot that Randall should have come back in the game. At the bare minimum, Randall should not have come back in the game. Obi was making shots. He was fighting. Was he getting every defensive rebound? Was he getting pushed around? Yeah, sure, fine, great, wonderful. You want to know what else was? Who else was getting pushed around? Julius Randle was. You want to know who had the worst? You want to know who had the worst defensive rebounding differential on the team coming into tonight? I'll give you one guess. Wasn't Obi it was not Obi Toppin? Was not Obi Toppin. I'll give you that. Like, who, who, wait, who had the worst? What? Can you say that again? I'm sorry. Defensive rebounding differential on the team. What? What do you mean by that? Who? Who has the worst swing? On off. And it's four games. Oh. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean the worst. It doesn't mean the most. But it, oh. if you're if your argument has been oh we're getting killed on the glass with Obi,
2: it doesn't fly.
0: Yeah, I hate that argument. It's so weak because they have nothing else to back up now because he's hitting threes and he's doing everything else like, well.
2: It's like, also I, never it's also never been true. If you look at if you look at the season totals on off rebounding totals for all three rebounding categories, Julius is like barely a net. Like I, me, Sam, me, and you have talked about this a million times. Mm gets the cheapest rebounds. And again, I was defending Randall tonight. I actually thought that the Knicks' best stretch of the game was that meaningless last five minutes. And I thought Randall was a big part of that. And I thought him protecting the defensive glass was a big part of that. You're right. He so, you
3: did look better in that. And guess what? The funny thing about that group? Who was that fifth starter? Hmm. Right. Yeah. This is... It's... It's... it's quickly. I I really don't know what... Like, the people that are like... Like, I don't know how... Like, the funny... This is the funniest thing. You can track this, okay? I promise you. If you if you if somebody if somebody's in your mentions like, you know, crying that you say anything critical about tips, if they've had an account long enough, I want you to go to their Twitter and, and search through this. I guarantee you this is the the flow of things. Okay, the Knicks sign Evan Fournier. Get off to a bad start last year. Oh my God, the Knicks failed Tom Thibodeau. He wanted Reggie Bullock back. <laughs> Evan Fournier is not his guy. Doesn't like him. This is terrible by the front office. They failed Tim to Tom Thibodeau. They failed him by not getting by by getting bringing m48 and not bringing back reggie bullock and they failed him by not getting a point guard fast forward to this offseason, this the start of the season oh why are you guys freaking out that evan is starting of course he's starting tom thibodeau trusted who made so many threes last year he's wonderful and we got jalen brunson now he's a point guard it's great we're all good to go and now now it'll be oh well you know quickly doesn't do this quickly doesn't do that it's like there's not that you just they will not ever just accept you can't like, win with them if 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 you, like, I love, like, I love R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett has sucked ass this year so far. If you can't just admit things like this, I don't know what to tell you. If you love Tom Thibodeau, if you, yeah, of course. If you love Tom Thibodeau, (laughs) if you love Tom Thibodeau, that's fine. But you have to just, like, when he does stupid things, it's okay to be like, yeah, that's a stupid thing. Like, this is, I don't know what people think think it's.
0: People act like they're cursing God if they, like, say a coach is, like, Doing something bad, like you just can't criticize coaches in the NBA. Apparently, no,
3: it, it's it's just criminal to me. Like he's he's doing a disservice to his players. Like what he's doing to Fournier right now. Like I literally, I'm not, I don't really like hate Evan Fournier. He's making me hate Evan Fournier right now. He like, made us just, hate
0: Alec Burks last year. Yeah,
3: like I like, I don't Walker. want to hate Evan Fournier. He's a guy. Who, Kemba
0: Walker made us hate. Kemba yeah, Walker. yeah. Kemba just sucked.
3: Kemba. That was just old.
0: Yeah. Tim Tim is yeah. cool on that
1: Okay, listen, listen. Kevin Walker was for fucking Yukon and had the greatest step back in fucking New York history. Okay, and RB somehow, some way you went from fucking bulletproof in the streets of New York and the Bronx to <laughs> fucking out of city in less than a year. That is white man Tom Thibodeau. You can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> Continue.
3: Uh, no, it's not. That was him.
2: Uh, Tom Thibodeau uh, will no. make you hate Jay-Z. Oh, that's and that's. You you sorry, 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 <laughs> you've looked, you've you been spinning lately. These last two days, these last two post games have been oh, your 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 Magnus, no, up, your like, no, like, You can like Tom
1: DeVito could put like Nas on the fucking playlist, and you will be like, "Fuck Nas, I don't want to listen
3: to this." No, I like, I genuinely don't want. Like, it is five games, and I want to be like, okay, it's five games. He deserves a chance. It's just like I've
0: you know we, who he is. I know his
3: history, so like. It is very hard for me to and be when like. Someone well, someone shows
0: you who you are. Yeah. You let's, believe him.
3: Let's let's wait. Let's see what he's doing. We know what he's going to do, and we know where the. I, it, it's like, again, all we heard right, via Berman, his like you know mouthpiece in the media. Oh, you know he loves Obi now. Obi proved so much to him last year. He loves him so much that he's going to just play in the same exact minutes this year. Like, what the hell are we talking about here? I actually sure. looked this up today because I was arguing with Jeremy about this. You, you want to know how many minutes? Obi Toppin played last year in games that he didn't start? How many? 13.
0: 14. Like 14. 14.
3: That's what he's playing this year, basically. Yes. The only time he's played more is when we've gotten blown out. The only reason he played 17 minutes tonight is because we were getting blown out. That's it. That's the only reason he played 17 minutes. And as soon as it was like a 12 or 13 point game, and the like, bench and the bench no. wasn't like steadily cutting it in, cutting into it, he was like, No, gotta get Randall back in there.
0: At what point his, his brain, no matter what, when the pressure is applied, it always reverts back to like that brain. But we have a great comment here from Christopher oh. Vier. Do y'all think Leo Rose is okay with setting the eighth overall pick on fire? I'm convinced that Obi being a good soldier has actually hurt him on this team. Does he need to pull a KPJ? Ooh. See, I brought this up in I think preseason or something, one of the preseason streams, and I was like. Obi and and IQ, they're too much of good soldiers. I think because like, they should
3: just they should just trade Obi. Like they really just should because if they're I not going to trade. If they're no, if they're not Tyrese, one. If oh, he not told gonna... you this like three years ago. Yeah, by but, the way, anyway. no, but your logic fucking sucks, Tyrese. Your logic is that Randall <laughs> is amazing. You, I told you, your logic no, is that I... Randall's awesome, and it that's wasn't what it even about. Crazy. Randall. I literally said that he's no, never going to get the opportunity no, to play. No. If Randall sucked ass, you wouldn't have said that. You said that because Randall played well, and you decided that Randall was the like the the the, the mellow that was promised or something in your fucking. Life. Okay. <laughs> that's what you decide. And you know what he is? He is not that guy. <laughs> He is just a dude. Even the good, the quote-unquote good version we're getting of Randall this year, it's not some like special player. He's playing fine. Like, oh, Brunson fixed him. First of all, I saw an article on Yahoo yesterday. After Gen four divine. games, after four games, oh, Brunson Jalen is Brunson's fixed, nudging Randall, into Randall. Into the
0: right direction. What are we talking
3: about? It's been four <laughs> games, and we what happened tonight? Nothing. He played like shit. He he was outscored by Obi until he came back in. For that last stretch in the fourth quarter, which is probably why Tom Thibodeau had to put him back in to massage his fucking <laughs> ego. Like, that's probably what happened. But like this is like if you if you're not if you if you're not gonna trade Randall, okay, or you can't trade Randall, whatever the reason is, and you're not gonna fire Tom Thibodeau, who we know, like this is what he is as a coach, he's not going to play Obi any more than like 17 minutes max on a night that Julius is, is not in foul trouble and healthy, then you might as well trade him because you are what are you getting like i don't i just genuinely like it, and if you're not going to do that then you literally are lighting it on fire like cuz right now before this trade deadline is probably the best chance you have to getting close max to max value for him in a trade so if you're not if you're not going to prioritize him and if you're not if you're not going to prioritize him by that i mean either trading Julius Randle or bring a coach in who has the balls to like do crazy things, like play Obi Toppin and Randall together. Or we'll bench Randall when he's playing like a jackass. Or not just playing—he didn't play like a jackass, just playing poorly. But he's just playing poorly. Yeah. When he's, if, if you're not gonna be, if you can't have a coach that does those things and will give Obi genuine opportunity to play more minutes, and we can see what he can do in more minutes, then just trade him. Because I'm so sick of watching this guy. I feel awful. I feel awful watching this guy do what's asked of him to the best of his ability and get no reward for it. The reward he gets is Tyrese celebrating uh, him potentially being traded on Twitter. That's the fucking reward so, he gets. For is ju- what is with the streets today? Like? Jesus Christ. It's true. It's true. I called you a fucking loser a couple days ago.
2: <laughs> you called me a loser uh, every fucking day. Did, did, you, did, you guys think, did you guys think it was weird that, well, not weird because we all know he loves Rose, but given what we're talking about, so Brunson was the first uh, bit member of the big the big three out in the, in the third three. quarter. He, he came out 40. he came out with about four and a half minutes left in the third quarter, and then he was the last one in. He played the most. So I must have been watching a different game because I didn't think Rose was playing that well. And when the Knicks cut it to like ten, I was like, okay, let's get Brunson back in and let's try to win this thing. Like, I thought it was weird that he waited so long to put Brunson back in, even though I feel like Brunson's earned a, okay, you've had a rough night so far, but we trust you to turn it on. Let's go fucking win this thing. You're our best player. Like, I didn't get why amidst all the putting RJ and Randall, getting them back in as quickly as possible, he waited to put Brunson back in, who, in my opinion, would have been, instead he was like, all right, Emmanuel, quickly play 17 straight minutes, Kill yourself, and <laughs> you run the offense. Like that's that's like basically what like he was asking of him. I mean, it was crazy. He I don't does this why
0: Every he- single time he, he he runs the legs off these dudes for like t- almost twenty minute straight s- sets. It's like insane. The thing but is, there's just no other way Brun- you can do a rotation. But
2: then he didn't go to Brunson.
0: <laughs> yeah, it it just doesn't make any sense it's at very all.
2: Derek Rose
1: needs twelve minutes, man. Like <laughs> Derek Rose needs is twelve. I he didn't
3: even like, play that
0: bad tonight, but like it he, didn't warrant, like, like it didn't warrant Jalen Brunson not being able to come so back in.
3: Rose, Rose played, I thought he played better tonight than he did against uh Charlotte because against Charlotte, he just decided like yeah. I'm just not gonna play defense and that's it. Like tonight, he played defense, it wasn't great, uh, but he played defense. Uh, he didn't take too many shots. His last two shots were bad, but I just think like I, I think he's basically like a Right now, he does not have the legs to go more than, like, 12 to 14 minutes. Um, he just doesn't. You could kind of see it. But, um, I, I mean, I was fine with Rose's minutes. I do agree that the Brunson thing was a little bit weird. He did play the second most minutes of the starters. RJ played the most because because RJ played the entire third quarter, and then he played the first three minutes of the, of the second quarter. Um, I don't know. It was just, again, like, I, I hate to do this, but it's like <clears> – <throat> it's to me if regardless unless fournier was like a star right if he was playing at a star level then i would understand playing him like and playing him a lot he's not he doesn't matter to your present or your future really like he just doesn't materially impact anything he shouldn't even be outrepping a guy like cam to me at this point um based on what i've seen of fournier this year maybe he just needs like time to get his legs back under him he did play over the summer so maybe he's you know he needs like a little bit of time here um so maybe that's an overreaction but like i just again we are three years into the tom debito regime we are three years into having emmanuel quickly and Obi Toppin, along with rj barrett and we are three years into not ever really making it a point to play those three together for god knows what reason even though by all, all accounts I think most metrics point out that they've been good together and again we saw today as soon as quickly came in and Roby came in magically are when
0: according to Thibs, the, the data is all skewed because of blowouts
3: I, I look I, I maybe that's what maybe you have to look at the data seven three times before you can really analyze <laughs> it um, but like it's just I, I don't know it's just really frustrating to me. And the Ob thing is really starting to piss me off, just because like he's a good player. Like they drafted a good player at eight. Like the thing this team always gets killed for is like, oh, you could have drafted this and that guy, this and that. And it's like, yeah, maybe we could have drafted a better player than Ob at eight, but like you're not even giving him a chance to like find out. So
0: what like, he can his, become?
3: I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm looking it up right now, and I'm sure after tonight, like his per thirty six stuff over like whatever the last thirty games of his career are probably insane. You know, like I, I just don't understand. Like, what, what more can he do? I, I don't know. He's, he's playing right now. Coming into tonight, he's averaging 15 minutes per game. He was averaging in those 15 minutes nine points, three and a half rebounds, one point eight assists, zero point three steals, zero point three blocks. Like, over, do the per 36 math on that. That's like twenty ten and four or something. Twenty ten five maybe even. Ooh. Four and a half, some shit that, like that. Is
0: that the magic number Knicks fans love to but like, spew out every single fucking week? You, you you want to know who
3: puts up twenty and ten and apparently is like the greatest player of all time? <laughs> Julius Randle, according to <laughs> according to Clyde. You know MVP numbers. Some guys get criticized <laughs> <get> turtle- for, <laughs> <laughs> but now, Julius, Clyde,
0: I- Clyde. be senile sometimes when it comes to this. Shit. <laughs> Clyde just hates young people. You know, folks. it's
3: so he honest? okay? And, and and by the way, just Julius again. <laughs> The, like, again, so, super, super, uh, super tiny sal- small sorry. sample size so far. 66 and a half per shooting for Obi this year. Uh, probably stays the same or goes up after tonight. I don't know. The Obi thing just really, it really pisses me <coughs> off. I, I feel really bad for him, and I feel really annoyed for us as fans, and I feel really bad for Leon Rose's wife and Sam Rose's mother that she has to sit there during holiday dinners and probably listen to them argue about Obi Toppin's role in the Knicks and what that means for his next contract.
0: Um, shout out to Christopher Vieira, and I'm going to bring up Chris Bernard's comments. Um Christopher Vieira says, "I swear, not firing Thibs will be Leon's downfall. Nothing Thibs is doing is helping us in the short term or long term. We didn't learn that he's ex- We didn't learn that exact execs don't value our kids because they don't play a lot.
1: You think it's bad now when we trade for Boston in '99 with Obi Toppin? You'll not. You'll know hell.
0: Like. You are just, like, speaking all the wrong things. Wait, when we trade for who? Jay Crowder.
2: Jay Crowder. Oh,
0: man, <laughs> <laughs> um, And then Chris Bernhardt says, RJ plays his best ball at OB-IQ. I mean, the sample size is so small, but we know if, it's, if it goes up, then <clears throat> it would be relatively better. Before we get into some more comments, time for ad read, of course, because we have to get that done. Um, let me pull that up. If my computer can actually you know process everything all at once right now um here we go and wrong one here we go nba fans the wait is over basketball is back oh my god so tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With bigger payouts than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Um, Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with, with promo code TBPN, as you see in the corner of your screen. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes or show description for details. All right. Let's pull up some more comments. <clears throat> um, Virgil X says it's all up to thibs, the front office isn't going to free up time with losing trades. Um, yeah, I think we've seen with this front office. I mean, how many trades have they really done over the last couple years? It's been what the the, the Derrick Rose Day. trade and the Cam Reddish trade, and that's about it. Like, they're not gonna the Austin, do anything the Austin to the trade, yeah. The Austin Rivers trade, I almost forgot about the Austin Rivers being a Nick. Um, But, yeah, this team doesn't do trades like that unless they really think that, you know, it's going to be worth it long term. And I guess they don't really value freeing up time for our young guys in that regard. Thank you, Virgil. I did I did do the ad read. Shout out to you bringing up (laughs) that. Um, How do you guys feel about, um, I guess, like the front office going forward in terms of what they can or won't do in terms of.
1: I mean, we'll find out at the draft. Like this is all going to come to the draft because they're going to have two picks in a very loaded draft. And we're going to see what happens at that point. Because if you have two picks in a draft like that, I assume one of them will be lotto. Um, Like late lottery. I kind of feel like at that point, you're going to have to make a decision on consolidation somehow. And somebody going gotta go if you want somebody to play. Cause you're
3: not gonna punt on a drive two years <sighs> in a row. Do we have to? Like, I feel like we keep we portray this as like we have to do this thing. We have to consolidate, and it's like, yeah, we have to consolidate. But like, I mean, I just look at a team like Memphis, like Santel Dama. They draft this guy 30th overall. They have him just hang out in the G League last year. I don't even think he played a minute with the with the Big Grizzlies Lester maybe some garbage time, but not any real minutes. Now he's playing real rotation minutes for them because they have injury. Like, why are we incapable? Like, it's like the entire point of having all these picks and young guys and, like, development staff is, like, to trust them with stuff. And it just feels like we're so reticent to do that, and we keep trying to thread this needle. Like, and that's really what it feels like to me with this entire Obi-Randall thing where it's, like, I think they do really like Obi, but they're, like, well we, well, we can't, like, lose a Randall trade or, like, God, like it's like, who cares? Like, does anybody care other than Tyrese and Chris? Shout out Chris, wherever he is. Like, is there any anybody else who cares about winning or, like, optics of a Randall trade? Or Who cares? Like, Leon I don't know. I don't Like, to me, like, I, I've thought it's been greatly exaggerated. Like, literally, he had, like, a couple good games start the year, and it was like, oh, all the people that wanted to trade him are fucking idiots now. Like, no. Like, he had good games at the start of last year, too. He had good games sporadically throughout last year actually and guess what i still wanted to trade him like i I have not seen anything yet to change my mind about that i'm keeping my mind open about it hopefully this wonderful player emerges that uh tyrese worships um i'm hoping to see him at some point this year consistently uh all right i'll stop making fun of tyrese no i won't Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but, but like no like like if, so if you're if you're going to do this entire thing with Randall, then just please again like this is where I, I agree that like I, I've had a lot of I have a lot of patience with the front office. I think like they've done a lot of stuff right. I think we're kind of I know Cam didn't have a good game tonight, but like I think I've seen enough to like yeah I, I get it. You have to like deal with the Cam Famness of it all to to try to just get to Cam Reddish, uh, and, and hopefully that that's like that it can happen. But I get all these moves they made. I like them. You know, I like getting Brunson. I like it's fine. But you're you this is probably the this is the most is this is it fair to say this is the most that was the most valuable asset they've had at their disposal over this time? The eighth pick.
0: Um yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I mean that was the highest pick that we've had so in the last. Whatever. So like
3: okay, you take a guy, you had some plans for Randall, shit changed because he had an all nba season. I get that. Fine. He had the season he had last year. And Obi had the season he had last year, where he showed real significant progress. You you kept the same coach, kept the same rotation for him, basically. Like, you haven't done anything to really help him out or push him forward. So, if you're a front office that you know, look, all we've heard about Brock is he's so obsessed with getting value, so obsessed with winning trades, so obsessed with extracting as much value as he can for everything. How are we going to say that when this is what he's doing with the highest pick in the? like they've had other than RJ, right? Like, I don't know. Like it's the highest pick this regime is at and it's probably the highest pick they're going to have ever. Yeah. For a while anyway, unless we get lucky in the lottery, which (laughs) that's not going to happen. Like, I don't know. I just, I really struggle with that part of it. So like, what are my thoughts in the front office? Or like, I'm at the point where I'm fine right now. But like, if this is, if we're just playing this out for the whole year, I think, I don't know, I'd be very, I don't want to say I would be out, but, like, it'd be pretty annoying. Uh, And, again, like, to Tyrese's point, we're going to have at least two picks in the first round this year for sure. Um, Maybe three if Washington finds a way to get in the playoffs. Like, I don't know. I just... They they lost to Indiana, so that's not happening. I mean, teams lose to to teams all the time. It happens. Um, But, like, it's just... I don't know. I, I... I just I don't like the idea that like we have to consolidate draft picks or something because I feel like there's evidence of really good teams that don't do that and get value for them and pick guys and actually use them in their rotation eventually. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, especially, like, look, we don't even have a superstar on this team. We don't have a star at this point. Maybe Brunson becomes one. Maybe RJ or Randall morph into one. Maybe Mitch becomes Defensive Player of the Year or something. I don't know. But we don't have one as things stand. Mm-hmm. So, like, why would I just consolidate draft picks unless we're if we're trading up that's fine that's different but if we're just like oh we got to trade out again to get like i don't know i don't want to do the trade out to get more future capital thing again like i really don't um if we're gonna trade using those picks i would like to either trade up or finally like put your nuts on the line and trade for a star or something trade for like i don't care just do something that is i don't know either way the obps and uh, all that stuff is just i think they're all tied together and it's like if you're about extracting value, then there are certain things you have to do. Um, and this Obi thing is kind of like not the first thing on their on their agenda over the over their time, but it's like probably the biggest point that's coming to a head as things stand. And
1: I think it's there... really
2: oh, just coming... sorry. sorry. You had, you had. no. You go, you go first, Harry. You go first, Harry. Sorry. All right. Uh, I yeah.
3: just kind of feel like the whole thing is like,
1: you know, damn, what to fucking turn of thought. Um, it comes down to the fact that like, okay. You can't like they have to do something because the team needs to pick a fucking direction. That's my thing. Like the team needs to pick a fucking direction, no matter what it is. Like if you want to invest in Randall, okay, invest in Randall. Like no matter how we may feel about it, I want it to at least pick a fucking direction because it's gonna kind of feel like they're trying to do this whole like be competitive while we also rebuild and we're like we can think we could be a playoff team, but we also want to develop the young guys. And I kind of feel like Golden State winning the championship made everybody think they could fucking do this, and it's like no, you
3: can't. Like, I also don't think Golden State's like really done that. I feel like it's really exaggerated how much they've done that.
1: Yeah, like I think the idea is, like they had Jordan Poole who like hit, and like it, it's still a lot of the guys who were there for the last championship run. But like the whole thing is, it just kind of feels like to me they don't want to pick a direction yet. Because once they pick a direction, now it's like it kind of starts the internal clock, and I don't like.
3: Do you you think you think it starts an internal clock if the direction you pick is like we're gonna just put Fournier on the bench and trade Randall for a bag of balls? Like, like that's I don't know. Like I feel like if if that's the direction they pick, I mean first you'd have to make sure that's fine with Dolan, right? You'd be like, hey, look, this is the direction we're going in. Like these young guys, blah blah blah. How much of an internal clock is that really kicking off? Like I feel like that's like a I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but if you're gonna go in that direction, you get the approval from ownership to go in that direction, then you have to assume that like unless they're like, well, we're gonna go this direction, and we promise we're gonna make the playoffs, which would be fucking wild if they did that. Um, I mean, like to
1: be to be fair, we saw live where they get traded and then they got fired next
3: year. So like But they got fired because they we know why.
1: <laughs> like yeah, I, know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. We know why, but also at the same time, it's like at that point you kind of fumbled the Donovan Mitchell trade, and like I get it, the price was exorbitant. But at the same time, like you were the you were the front runners for that for a long, like a couple of months there, and now it's kind of just like you're doing this, but you're doing that, and it's just and like I this off season was just kind of a headache. I'm just like, what the hell are they doing? Aside for getting Brunson, I was like, okay, cool. You're gonna like consolidate? Oh, you're not consolidating. Wait. So if you're not moving the guys you need to move, wait, so at, are you running 11-minute rotation? No, you're not. Kyle's going to play because Grimes is hurt. What happens when Grimes gets back? Uh, I don't think Grimes is hurt. Like, I still hurt. don't think
3: Grimes is hurt. I think it's bullshit. You, I think it's exactly your what you're Kadarius talking to- about. You're your
1: Kadarius Tony you get?
3: No, he's not. He's not. No, he's not like. He's not special <laughs> like Kadarius Tony. does. <laughs> you know, you know, um, but like. I, I think I think they're <laughs> just. I think that you're exactly right. Like they know that when Grimes is back, somebody's going to be left out Like you know what I mean? They like they know somebody's going to be out, and they don't want to have to deal with that yet. I I truly believe that. Um, but like, even if I'm wrong, it doesn't really matter. That's the reality, right? You're right. Like once Grimes is back, it's gonna, like it's fine. It's easy to be like, oh, we're all on the same page. Everybody's trying to win. It's it's fine when everybody that's supposed to get minutes is getting minutes. It's a little bit different when Grimes gets back and it's like, So uh, Cam, <laughs> Bud, how you doing? <laughs> like it's that's not a fun conversation to have. It it's weird. A... It sucks. It sucks if you have to do to Fournier, but like the thing is, I like again the Knicks aren't they they yes, they have to pick a direction, but it's so obvious what direction they need to pick. Like it's so obvious what direction they need to pick because Un, like the type of star that they could that they would have to trade for for it to be worth it to be like trade a bunch of stuff for a star is like the guy we played against tonight. Yeah, if you can trade a bunch of shit to get Giannis, do that. But like, that's not going to happen because like the that, way the that's... Lakers and Nets are looking, man, LeBron might be okay. Yeah. But we can't even trade for LeBron in season,
1: bro. He can't next, be traded in season. We could get we could get him next year, bro. It's finally, yeah. at year twenty one yeah. of the Garden. Yeah, yeah you don't no. have no.
3: I, I God, I, I don't know if I can hate anything more than like the the mission, like turning the Knicks into like the the, the part of the like LeBron goat agenda or whatever the fuck. You want to be. <laughs> fuck that shit. Um, what we wait? What did we get, KD? Are you kidding me? Have you watched? <laughs> you watch Have you watched him this year? He looks like he's about to like tear his ACL every time he dribbles, bro. No, he's no, like, no, he, they look fucking. They look garbage. I, I don't I, like, he, look he garbage. scored thirty seven last night. Efficient, like an efficient 37, and he looked, like he was, in, and he he looked pain. yeah, he looked like he was about to collapse every <laughs> time he touched the ball. Yeah. It was insane. It's um, like, it's a fucking me, the girl that walks out of Popeyes, like
1: <laughs> with her hands on her knees. He's just struggling,
3: yeah. I mean, I'd struggle too if I have to deal with the if my point guard is an anti Semite. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I don't know, I agree with you. Like, the direction thing is real, like, they have to do that. We've been saying that forever. Um, it's like and I think the most frustrating part for me <clears throat> is I think this team is like tips proof. Like it's we saw it today. He fucked up so much shit tonight and they lost to the Bucks by eleven or something, right? Like
1: mm. Yeah, 11.
3: He like he has to do so much destructive shit even against a good team for us. So not even I don't want to say destructive because people are gonna be like, Oh, you hate like Suboptimal shit. Okay. Anybody here loves Tibbs. Uh suboptimal making You won't making. find much Dibs yeah. lovers in this. A- anybody comment. that's anybody that's like like he has to make so many suboptimal decisions <clears throat> for us to get blitzed out <clears throat> of the game. And even then, even then, when he has to go to the bench, they're good enough to bring us back. And it's like we're gonna beat like all these, like the or- like we saw the Orlando game, Detroit, even Charlotte. Charlotte, it's cool that the Dennis Fit Jr. Look like an NBA player against us, and they hit a bunch of threes. But like that shit is not lasting for more than two weeks. Um, like we're gonna pound the shit out of those teams. We'll probably split a bunch of the games against the middle of the league, and then we're gonna play against teams like this that have one of those guys or two of those guys, and we're gonna get smacked because we probably be get beat anyway. But if you're already if if you're working at a talent disadvantage, and your coach doesn't know how to optimize what you have. That's a, you're just not. So you're going to end up, we're going to end up being like a 500 team and that's going to be too good to fire him. And they're not going to fire him. And we are going to be stuck in this endless loop forever of like, is Julius Randall good? Is Tom Thibodeau actually a good coach? And like, we're just going to do this for the next 78 years of our lives. And uh I will die.
0: My God, and
3: I will die. And, all of us will probably be dead, except for Tibbs. will somehow, like, be alive coaching basketball still at that point.
1: You, you will die. You're here. The fucking ears and your beard.
2: Yeah, I need Not to. Just, you need to die. Yeah, I do. It's true.
1: Christ. About, the thing you were talking
2: about earlier, Schwinn, when you talked about consolidating and do we really need 100, uh, you know, do we really need full value for Randall in our return trade? One of the things me and you talked about on a pod a long time ago, not too long ago now, is that one of the things it seems like a lot of people discount in a potential Randall trade is that a more actualized version of Obi is a part of the return package. So you can't just say I view Randall as worth X. I need the returning players to equal or surpass X because even if you accept 80 cents on the dollar, Obi now getting to play 30 minutes a game and having offense built towards him and being featured could fill or surpass those last 20 cents. And I feel like that's never discussed in these conversations. It's just, well, they're not going to trade Randall unless they can get fair value. And it's like, there's value in just not having him on the team. Elevating
0: the guys that you have.
2: Right. Right. And and just letting Obi play more.
3: And if you don't want to, then like, if you if you're not then fire the coach. Play, and like, then either then either fire the coach or trade Obi. Like those are the two options you have if you're not willing to like take a loss on right. trading Randall. Like and if you and so it's like yeah that's the frustrating thing is like they want to not do that but then they want to keep Tibbs or not they at least Leon wants to keep Tibbs and then they also want to keep Obi because they love Obi and it's like you can't love everybody man like you can't I'm sorry like you got to pick you got to pick.
0: All right, this is a great question to lead us into our next topic, or our next um, yeah. So Jordan Bob um brings up speaking of Donovan Mitchell, do you think we are we beat the Cavs on Sunday afternoon? What are your thoughts going into this game? Remember Donovan had a forty point game tonight. Um, yeah, I just mentioned you yeah, had him and Harris Levert just went off for forty one apiece against the um Boston Celtics. Also, like, what the hell's going on with, with this league? Where like teammates are just like dropping like nearly 40 a night on teams like what the hell is going on in this league
3: i think it's really funny that boston can't play defense anymore
0: (laughs) like we had like desmond bain and what you call it John morant just dropped nearly 40 on the the nets you have the nets katie and Kyrie dropping 40 every night nearly and still getting spanked (laughs) no.
1: <laughs> four 30 a by the way.
0: but yeah um yeah donovan had 40 tonight i wonder if darius garland is gonna play on sunday that's gonna have a he huge will fucking find his eye he like, he will most likely suit up will, with the he freaking... will
1: magically somehow get the fucking kiss of life on his eye and he's gonna he will go from like doubtful to end the game just to play that's how it fucking works all the time as soon as Willis walked in that fucking tunnel, the Knicks just got the worst injury luck. And now, like, I swear to God, Chris Middleton probably couldn't play tonight if you told him to. If you told Chris Middleton, yo, bro, Chris, Mid- bro, we need you, I swear to God, he would have came out of the fucking tunnel like if the scene was down.
3: Tyrese, this is an insane tweet. What's an insane tweet? <laughs>
0: what are you saying right now? <laughs> no, but what he tweeted just <laughs> What did he tweet? Oh, my gosh. Let me check uh, this out. But yeah, um, I mean, going into the Cavs against uh against the Cavs on Sunday, I mean, it's you gotta have the same, you have the same thoughts of like going into. That's, a,
2: that's, that's the
0: one. <laughs> we have the same thoughts going into. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> We've lost Sam. Sam has been broken. No, but going to this game against the Cavs, um, you have to have the same mindset, I guess, in in terms of like how we came into games like tonight. It's against a playoff team that has, you know, a dominant player that's going to get his numbers. It's a matter of like, how do you mitigate that as well as trying to mitigate the um, success of the others around them, like you don't want Karis LeVert going off against us because, you know, not only will that set Nick's Twitter ablaze, but it would just be annoying in general um, to have Karis LeVert beat us. Um, And then down low, will Mitch be able to, you know, hold his own and be disciplined against both Jared Allen and Evan Mobley? And what does can, Julius Randle look we, like?
3: Can we just do this real quick? <laughs> okay. Who is going to guard Donovan Mitchell?
2: Right, that's that's where I was
3: gonna go yeah so with that is that RJ or is that They'll Brunson? Put RJ on. okay so let's just say that's RJ 40, 40, 40. who's yeah, all right who's guarding who's gonna guard Levert? 50 that, that's that's <laughs> that's Brunson right
2: I guess they might go Brunson on Mitchell and RJ on Levert because Tibbs <laughs> loves matching up size so
3: so then we're gonna put Brunson on D Wade Dean Wade see we're gonna, what... you mean we're gonna put
2: 40 on
3: yeah, is that what so we're gonna before Like I just I am already like just I hate this matchup. And the only way we'll win this matchup is if our bench just goes off. Because our bench sucks. Um Respect. I, I will not do that. Um, <laughs> I can't not definitely not
0: gonna do that. Uh <laughs> like phrases that was show, that okay. should never be. Ne- next
3: thing he's gonna do is tell me to respect Isaac Okoro. <laughs> uh no, I just
0: and this is 1.5 points per game?
3: I, I'll, I'll say this. If, if, if Garland if Garland is not playing, I think we should win this game. Um, I know they beat the Celtics tonight. The Celtics, funny enough, uh, also similarly have a pretty shitty bench. And they had a very weird game where their starters just got annihilated for some reason. Um, look, do I think Karis Levert Normally goes six of eight from three. Hell no. No. Hell no. Uh, look, they they, they shut sixteen. Us, in... yes. No, no, they shot If he does in... it
0: again, then God bless. It's, it's
3: just like, <laughs> this is a game to me that, you, you ha- at least at the bare minimum, especially without Garland, you have the, all the tools at to your disposal to win a game like this. Will Tibbs push the right buttons? Will he? That's the thing. It's like nothing about who he is as a coach. Like, a a, a lot of coaches would have seen what happened tonight and taken something from it. And I feel like Tibbs would have watched tonight and just been like, his takeaway would be like, starters got to execute better, got to try harder, got to rotate better. And it's like those things might be true, but also like maybe change the rotations. I don't know. It's just that's the part that's really – you know, whatever. I, I
2: hate. It's, it's like when a uh, when a football coach punts on fourth and one for like the ten millionth time, and he gets asked about it in the post game, and he's like, you know, if our defense just got to stop, the punt would have been fine. Like they never actually think, like, <laughs> oh, maybe I should have just gone for it. It's always just what the team could have, what the what the product the product I put out there. That there's no qualms with that. It's always the it's always it's always their fault. It's never it's never the fault of the actual decisions. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I
3: I just would love if Tibbs would grow up, but he's not going to, I don't think. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, this is like the type of game where, you know, the team changes the starting lineup, you know. A normal team would change the starting lineup to, you know, match up perfectly with the other team's starting lineup. But our coach doesn't believe in that, <clears throat> which is so annoying because watch, looking around the league, you see starting lineups change like all the time. But like with the Knicks, you know, as soon as the starting lineups announced, you already know what it is. Um, no matter what the matchup is, even if it's a, a at a disadvantage for us, because um, you would think with this with this lineup, I mean, you'd probably start like maybe a Cam reddish, right, or something like that, or, or quickly.
3: I just I, I just I start I quickly. Yeah. Like I don't like Cam. I actually don't like Cam with this group at all because I was. I mean, he doesn't. Like he's not a guy that you just want off the ball space in the floor. He needs usage to like. First of all, if you're trying to develop him, he needs usage. He needs to get reps on the ball. He needs to at least touch the ball. He's not going to do that with this group. Um, like you need somebody who's a a good rotation defender who can play make pretty consistently. I think those are things I'm not willing to put on Cam at this point. Maybe he can develop into that, but I wouldn't want to put him on that. Put it on him like that right now. Um. Just quickly, like I just think he makes so much sense with his group and I've we've have rarely seen it, but like when they have played together, they've looked good. So I just I don't know. I, I think maybe just go with that
2: and and see what happens. Um and to, and to your point, Sam, mm-hmm. it's not only that we know the starting lineup every night, we know roughly what the rotation is gonna be every night. Yes. Like he does he, it, it doesn't it's what Schwinn was just saying, like he is always saying let's make them adapt to us like we don't have to change. we don't have to change how we we don't have to build different schemes for different opponents it's just if we do what we do well enough it'll be battle that's how we maximize and that's how you get to the middle you just you die in the middle there's no ceiling there and tips doesn't understand like a range of outcomes he doesn't understand volatility he just he can only see his goal, and it's a very narrow vision with a low ceiling. Like, if you want someone to get you to 44 wins, Tom Thibodeau's your fucking guy. That guy will get you to 44 wins. And, you know, I'm not saying that he can't – I know the 2011 Bulls won 60-whatever games, but they had, you know, an MVP. Sure. they MVP, MVP, okay. But – with a team like this, there's not going to be any volatility embraced whatsoever. He is dying to win to go 500 this season, and I don't get why that's the front office's goal. I don't get why they don't like. Even if that is the ceiling for this team, that's not what's that's not what is best for this franchise. If that's the ceiling for this team, if somebody at the end of the season we go 44 and whatever the fucking math is, 44 and 38. If somebody's like, nobody else could have gotten more wins out of this team than that, that's not a good argument for Tibbs because somebody in the front office needs to say, our goal isn't to win 44 games. Our goal is to one day win a championship. Mm -hmm. and We need to do different things, try different things to try and heighten that ceiling. That's just not how Tom Thibodeau sees the game of basketball. He doesn't think that way. That's okay. Like I, he's sixty-five years old. I'm not asking him to change. On some level, it's on the front office to have humility and have self-awareness of who this, who this guy is. That is on the front office. And like Schwin just said ten minutes ago, if you're not going to trade Randall, there's two decisions left. You trade Obi or you fire Tibbs and get someone who will play them together. Because really, that's what it's come down to. The forty-eight decisions coming. We're frustrated about tonight. Fournier is not fucking starting this whole season. If he starts this whole season, Tibbs is gone. Like we don't have to worry; he's gone if, if Fournier starts.
3: This but whole like season. it should, it just it can't. We can't do this for a full season. Uh, that's my thing. It's like it cannot be a full season of this. If we have a full season of this, it is such a waste. Like it's such a waste. Fournier just needs he. Like if they can't, if you can't have a conversation with Evan Fournier to just be like, hey, look, we really appreciate what you've done for us. You know, um we still value as a piece of this team, but right now we just need to take a look at like we want to see what quickly brings to the starting lineup. If you can't have that conversation, if your coach can't have that conversation, then your coach should be fired. Like, I'm sorry. It's not like this isn't some like ex MVP multiple all-star <laughs> legend of the game. It's Evan fucking Fournier, dude. <laughs> like, if you can't have that conversation, then which is not like you're never playing again. But it's more just, hey, we want to see what quickly does in the starting lineup, and we'll we'll still play you off the bench. Like we like you in that group, we like what you can bring there. If you can't have that conversation, then your coach sucks. I'm sorry, that's just a reality, and you should fire him just for that. Um, and let's even go further. Like let's say Grimes goes back. Let's say Grimes is killing it. If you can in the conversation with Fournier of like, hey, look, we're we're trying to find a move for you. If we can get one, we'll definitely do it. Right now, we just you know we have to prioritize different things. And uh, we appreciate everything you've done. Like, if you just can't have these conversations and handle it, like, what the, you're a fucking agent, man. You know? And, like, Tibbs is, like, oh, he's this veteran of the industry. Like, if these guys cannot have these conversations and handle shit and prioritize what needs to be prioritized, then you should clean house if you're James Dolan. I think it's pretty simple. Like, the team's in a pretty good situation. You just have to pick a direction. If you pick a direction, a lot of this becomes a lot easier. Uh Very and it becomes nice a lot call. clearer. And that's that. Uh so I don't know. It, it's it's just the frustrating hangover from the summer of like, okay, you didn't trade Donovan Mitchell. And then to me, it was like, okay, you didn't trade Donovan Mitchell, great. Now trade, like, why is Fournier still here? You know, why? And you can keep telling me it's hard to find a trade, you can't find a trade, you gotta have something. Good front offices make shit happen, or they just handle it. Like how many like we the, the Rockets were not a great front office, in my opinion. They were just like, okay, John Wall, go stay home. Go, we don't care. Go stay home.
0: We'll pay you. Yeah, like, whatever. W- w-
3: why can't we have this conversation with him once Grimes gets back?
2: Hey, just we don't care, dude. Go stay home. <laughs> like, and by is the that- way, this stuff works itself out a lot. Like, let's say, let's just say, hypothetically, Tibbs had the conversation Schwinn's talking about. He's like, we're gonna see what quickly brings in the starting lineup. Grimes is back we can't bench cam like this team isn't like, let's say they had the self-awareness we're talking about. Cam has three years now of let's be honest. Like everyone can see the numbers. I'm probably the highest on cam in this group, but the numbers are what they are. Like it's, it's so possible that cam just throws up a dud and in 20 games, Tibbs is like, all right, enough. Like we've seen what we've seen Fournier, you're back in the rotation, or it's possible. Somebody gets hurt. These things work themselves out. This mm-hmm. idea that like,
0: He's out of the rotation, so it's forever now.
2: Right. He's banished. We can make this decision right now, and then it just works itself out. Like, the best-case scenario is it works. That's really good for the team. We have Cam's 22, Quickly's 22, 20, Quickly's 23, Grimes 22. That would be a really great outcome. Oh, no, Evan Fournier's feelings are hurt. Like, sorry, <sighs> dude, you're making $70 million. Sorry, your feelings are hurt. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here with this shit. I'm sick of it, man. <sighs>
0: Um, I think we could close out with this comment. Great question. Who's better, Thibs as a coach or Simmons as a player? <laughs>
2: Thibs. Thibs. Thibs as a coach. <laughs> I figured.
0: I figured we're not that. We're not that low on Thibs here. We're not that low. Simmons is my god. <laughs> my god. Jesus.
3: I, I've heard a lot of people be like, "Oh, he needs time. He needs time." Like, I don't, I don't know, man. He's
0: he's had know. plenty of time. He's been sitting on the couch yeah, playing we'll Call of Duty, like he's I, good
3: i'm fine on that's events i think i've seen enough
0: uh dude luca was like
3: you know he was legit calling for switches and just burning him um it was not great to watch sam, for nets fans
2: anyway sam our uh, our nightly segment or what's becoming a nightly segment I have Simons over 23 and a half and he scored 23 in the first half and hasn't scored in the second half with five minutes left in the game. This is like the most annoying sweat I've ever had in my life. Just fucking score, man. Oh
0: my (laughs) gosh. I know that feeling. I know that feeling all too well.
2: It feels so inevitable.
0: It's it is. It is. (laughs) Um, But yeah, shout out to everyone that tuned in. Um, We've been going for an hour and 14 um leave a like subscribe we're on our way to 1k subscribers um so anything that you do will help a lot um we will be back after the Cavs game on sunday hopefully the knicks take a win and hopefully we didn't get embarrassed at the very least um so we'll be back after that game make sure you check out the links for everything strickland related in the description we have links to the merch patreon the site and the twitter check all that good stuff out um and we are out of here peace